Hello, everybody. Alongside Don Helbig, I'm Ryan Sir, and welcome to The Pick 6, the podcast by The Attractions Group, where we bring the latest stories from the attractions and amusement industry. Thank you, Ryan. Before we dive into this week's Pick 6, let me remind our listeners where they can tune in to The Attractions Group podcast. Catch us on your favorite podcast platforms, and be sure to subscribe, like, and share with your theme park friends. Yeah, so... uh Let's get into it, Don. All right. So uh, Theme Park Insiders readers have overwhelmingly chosen Super Nintendo World as the best new attraction of 2023 in the 2024 Theme Park Insider Awards. That's a little confusing, but I imagine that it's only fair that you vote for that in 2024. Right. Um, the victories attributed to Universal Studios Hollywood's installment of the video game inspired land. The official opening of Super Nintendo World for American theme park enthusiasts took place on February 17th, 2023, after a month-long soft opening on Universal Studios Hollywood's lower lot. While Universal Studios Japan introduced the first Super Nintendo World in, on March 18th, 2021, with Japan's borders mostly closed to tourists, the Hollywood launch provided the first opportunity for the majority of theme park insider readers to immerse themselves in the captivating attraction anchored with an exhilarating Mario Kart Bowser's challenge, an augmented reality dark ride that brings the beloved video game to life. Super Nintendo world has consistently drawn substantial crowds to universal's California theme park since its grand opening beyond the Mario Kart ride. The land boasts key challenges, practical, physical games that the individuals or small groups can enjoy at various locations. Competing, completing these tasks earns visitors virtual keys, paving the way for the ultimate showdown against Bowser Jr. for control of the Mushroom Kingdom. And that's what we want, is control of the Mushroom Kingdom. You actually have to buy a little wristband thing to play these games. Um, and it's like it's almost like a big, thick magic band, the big thing I, my friend has when he showed it to me they're like 50 bucks they're expensive but he said the games are super fun yeah it sounds like that and uh, you know it was it was fun reading the theme park insider you know all the different uh, you know awards you know who finished where so highly recommend that you read theme park insider uh, universal orlando for our second story universal orlando resort has bid farewell to the traditional paper theme park maps. They're ushering in a new era where guests are required to download the park's mobile app. Uh, this took place effective January 1st. The shift was highlighted by uh, construction or with an announcement on X, uh, formerly Twitter. Uh, they shared images of the now adorned paper map kiosk at both Universal Studios Florida and Universal Islands of Adventure. The kiosk once home to these tangible maps, uh, these keepsakes. Uh, they now showcase advertisements for the resort's uh, mobile app, promoting its features like wait times, show schedules, maps, and more. While the convenience of paper maps is acknowledged, uh, their environmental impact is a concern, prompting many companies, including Universal Orlando, to adopt those eco-friendly practices. However, it's worth noting that not all guests have access to smartphones for app usage. Uh, now, Ryan, will you miss the tactile experience of paper maps at Universal Orlando Resort, or do you embrace the convenience of the mobile app on your phone? I am 110% a mobile app guy. Uh, their app is particularly good, actually. Uh, but I'm surprised that 
physical maps didn't go away with COVID. I thought once we came back from I COVID that we, I, uh, you know, but I didn't think we'd see them. If Universal's doing it, Disney will always have maps, I bet, because p- people use those as keepsakes and so on. But I think that all, they'll be gone from most U.S. parks within three years at this point. And we want to hear from you, our listening audience. What are your thoughts on the paper maps going away at Universal Orlando Resort? Um, you know, you can send us what your thoughts are on our X. It's at attractions underscore GRP. Yeah, thanks, Don. All right, so Tiana's Bayou Adventure stands out as the most eagerly anticipated domestic parts parks update for 2024. Uh, I've been watching the construction myself with my visits down there. Uh, Poised to replace Splash Mountain at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. This Princess and the Frog-themed musical adventure takes guests on a journey down the bayou, continuing the narrative from the 2009 animated film. Uh, The upcoming ride promises a plethora of new audio-animatronic figures and a captivating soundtrack featuring both the original compositions and familiar tunes from the film. Collaborating with an award-winning artist, PJ Morton and Terrence Blanchard ensures that a musical experience that will be that will resonate with audiences. Adding to the excitement, original cast members Jennifer Lewis, Bruno Campos, Michael Leon Wooley, and Annika Nange Rose. Boy, do I hope I said that right. Return to reprise their voice roles. As of now, the opening date for this enchanted attraction remains uncertain. Undisclosed, not uncertain, uh, heightening the anticipation for the grand reveal. I, I believe that the, we were under the understanding that this will be a late 2024 edition. It's still got all like scaffolding up and stuff. But what did you? What were your thoughts on Splash Mountain in general? Were, were you a big fan of it? L- loved it. Loved it. One of my favorite rides. Um, I didn't mind. You know, there's a lot of times, like you mentioned, and other other times when we've been talking about water rides. You know, just that. Uh, you know, walking around the park. You know, if you get soaked all day, but. You know, I loved it. One of my one of my first uh, Disney World attractions that I experienced. It was something that I had heard of for years before I ever visited uh, the Magic Kingdom. So uh, I was a big fan of the ride, and sad uh, to see it being transformed. Yeah, the only constant is change, especially with Disney, and it's eh, clearly nothing safe. But so yeah, I mean, I understand the reasons and things, and you know, you need to refresh, and this is going to be more relevant uh, to the guests that are going there today. Um, but, uh, you know, I just had so much fun on Splash Mountain. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always look online with Disney stuff and they're, they're calling it, uh, Tiana's Rainforest Cafe Adventures because, you know, it's a year out from opening, but people have already decided they don't like it, but just wait, it's going to be another 10 months or so. And you can, it might blow your mind, you know? All right, Don, what's next? Well, exciting developments at Dorney Park near Allentown, Pennsylvania as the Northeast inaugural dive coaster, Iron Menace begins to take shape. Uh, crafted by B&M, this coaster boasts a 161-foot lift hill and a thrilling 95-degree angled first drop, providing a unique rider experience. Uh, notably, the coaster introduces a groundbreaking tilted loop, a first-of-its-kind inversion for dive coasters. Uh, the ride features four inversions, a corkscrew, and concludes with a left-hand turn into the final brake run, uh, the distinctive yellow, black, and orange trains equipped with the vest-style restraints are making their way to the park for the 2024 season. Uh, Iron Menace, uh, it's the first original roller coaster since Hydran 2005, so it's been a long time uh, for guests at that park to see a new roller coaster. Uh, it's very exciting, and it promises an exhilarating addition to Dorney Park attractions. 
Yeah, very exciting. I mean, uh, you know, dive coasters. Uh, I this one seems like it's going to be special. It's not the biggest, it's not the tallest, but it's one of the best themed in the United States, at least. I I think so too, Ryan. I think and, it's going to be, if not the best, it's going to be in the argument for the best. I think Dorney Park, uh, Ryan Eldridge, their PR director there, he has done a phenomenal job of creating interest and excitement in this new ride. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you know, Donny Dorney Donny Park, Dorney Park is definitely one that uh, you know the average guest or the average person might gloss over because it's not the biggest park, uh, but it's definitely making waves with this one. And then they expanded the theme, of course. You know, we've talked about this before, but uh, this past year at their Halloween Haunt event, they shared the theme for one of their haunt mazes with the ride itself, the abandoned steel mill theme. So I think that that's cool. Hats off to Dorney Park. It's really a fantastic yeah. job. They, they've done a great job there. And think about this. I mean, you and I, we know a lot of, a lot of uh, park fans that, if their home park goes more than a year without a new coaster, you know, they're kind of unhappy. Think about Dorney Park, 19 years since their last roller coaster installation. Yeah, I, I you know, you, you could probably point to uh, a couple of different. Well, it's 19 years since the last new installation. New, I think, I think Stinger was moved, right? Right. Okay, so... And Stinger's original, gone now, too. Original, yeah, yeah, the original roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was Hydra. So, yeah, 2005. So that's a long time. Uh, being in Pennsylvania, you know, they're in the, the heartbeat of, of uh, the coaster enthusiast. Uh, I think Pennsylvania, you know, they've got, you know, just so many parks, so many roller coasters, um, and just a high percentage of, of roller coaster enthusiasts. When you look at any of the different clubs, you know, the makeup of them, you know, Pennsylvania you know, as one of the highest um you know, rates. So very exciting uh, for that part of the region to have this attraction going in the Dorney Park. Yep. I completely agree. And I look forward to checking it out uh, when it opens in the spring of this year, 2024. That's a little weird. Spring of next year, not this time. Now it's 2024. All right. So uh, moving on to some sad news, uh, former IAPA president and CEO, John Graff, uh, he unfortunately passed away following a courageous battle with Parkinson's disease. Uh, John had a significant and long-lasting impact on IAPA and our industry around the world. Uh, he was inducted into the IAPA Hall of Fame in 2001 for his contributions to the association and the industry. Uh, he's survived by his lovely wife, Kay. So thoughts and prayers go out to Mr. John Graff. And, you know, we appreciate your contribution to the industry. Thank you so much for what you've done. Yeah, and that's a pretty prestigious honor to be in the IAPA Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, he'll always have a, uh, um, you know, a spot in everybody's uh, hearts, you know, involved with IAPA and the industry. And, um, you know, again, our thoughts with the family. Yeah, completely agree. All right, Don, let's get some happy news in there. Well, in an exciting development, Bush Gardens Williamsburg is gearing up for a thrilling addition in 2025. We can now say that's next year doesn't seem like it's so far off now although details are scarce all signs point to a new roller coaster taking shape in the expansion or expansive back corner of the park uh, occupying the long vacant space that had once housed the drakenfire roller coaster uh, this mysterious project is generating a lot of buzz among the fans as you can imagine uh, the four acre field in the oktoberfest section adjacent to the fest house has been selected as a site for this eagerly anticipated attraction. Last month, Bush Gardens, they filed a permit application with James City County under the intriguing name 
2025 attraction um, highlighted. That's highlighting the anticipation for what's to come. I think you have to, you know, we're going to have to stay tuned uh, as the park prepares to unveil the next chapter in its roller coaster legacy, uh, reviving the excitement once held by the legendary Drakenfire. The lesson we've learned from this, friends, is that if you're complaining that they never, they haven't replaced anything on the vortex spot yet. When did Dragonfire get removed? <laughs> Dragonfire years ago. That I mean, <laughs> I I don't like being negative about any roller coaster because I always say every roller coaster was somebody's favorite. Um, you know, it was somebody's favorite ride. A lot of you know, some people loved it, but first year it opened, um, first ride on it, it was just so rough was not a fun experience got off the ride and i said i got to do this again to make sure it was as bad as i just thought sat in a different section of the train same thing and i was thinking okay now i sit in the front toward the back maybe in the middle it's better same thing it was the first roller coaster that was new um that i had ever ridden that i wasn't excited to get back in line and ride it again so memorable for me for the wrong reasons um, but, uh, I mean, the theming looked great. Um, you know, the layout, the design, everything about it looked good, except for the actual ride experience. That was at least my opinion of it. I don't know. I mean, your mileage may vary, you know, our listeners out there to experience truck and fire. Yeah. There's a, a fantastic YouTube video. It might be defunct land. That did it. Uh, just search for Dragonfire on YouTube. It'd be the first thing that popped up. It's a documentary on the ride, how it came to be, and what its downfall was. But uh, assuming the information in the documentary was correct, which it all kind of checks out, um, and I'm just paraphrasing here, obviously, but uh, they built it at the same time that they built Kumba at Bush Gardens Tampa. They wanted a B&M for both parks, but B&M did not have the capacity to do two parks that year. So they went with Arrow, and then Arrow tried to make it look like a B&M, essentially, and it just didn't go very well. Um, B&M, even at the time, was embracing new technology while Arrow was still bending pipes you know, on the ground. And, um, they replaced huge sections. I think they removed a loop. You know, They drastically changed the layout of the ride, which, by the way, is that a new credit? That's a good question. Uh, right. <laughs> but... Um, so ultimately it met its demise, but, uh, you know, Bush Garden has obviously sprung back. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny because that park has so few bad rides in it. It's hard to imagine that one that's collectively asserted as one of the worst was home to it. You know, a very infamous, their son of beast, shall we say. (laughs) Right. Every park has one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Don. Well, Pick six, man. It's some exciting stuff. The year just started. So we're starting to see like developments for like 2025 now. That's a little weird to think. Uh, but uh, parks are closed here in the Cincinnati area about four months away and they'll start opening up again. So, you know, and then we'll be on to the, uh, you know, new capital announcement and everything before we know it. Yeah. And then we'll be on to Halloween and then on to Christmas. And then we'll be right back here where we started again. <laughs> oh, man, our jobs are cyclical. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, make sure you follow us on all your favorite you or all your favorite podcast apps: Apple, Google, Spotify, and so on. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Smash that like button. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear it. And shoot us a tweet at attractions underscore grp. We'll see you next week, everyone. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. 
and visit Don's blog. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Theme Parks by Don um, is my blog. And, uh, you know, Ryan, I was really happy with how it worked out. I did the soft launch starting at the end of September, uh, published 50 different pieces of content. Um, the content was, was viewed by, um, you know, people representing 28 different countries. Um, so what that showed me was the different, um, you know, skills and things that I had learned a different, you know, the knowledge that I had about, had learned about like SEO and using the right keywords and things like that, um, that all those, you know, things I learned worked. And I'm looking forward to, to what I can do with the uh, Theme Parks by Don blog this year. And one of the things we'll be integrating a lot of our episodes onto that. Um, so if you happen to miss one, you know, whether you, you just weren't able to listen in your car or, you know, you can't get YouTube or something like that, you'll be able to go to the blog and, and watch that episode. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really do like your episodes and stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of this time you can write about, um, you know, things you've experienced. You went to, you know, Hershey Parks Christmas and stuff, and you wrote about that. And, you know, anytime you weren't able to go to an experience, like I was able to go and you were able to like have a, like a firsthand experience, tell you a primary source on it. So very, very cool work with the blog. I, I really enjoy reading it. I really do. Well, thank you, Ryan. And, you know, I've tried to be different. You know, there's so many, you know, different people out there writing about the industry. And um, what I know is there's a lot of low hanging fruit. I know there's a lot of interest in parks that don't get a lot of attention. And that's one of the things in 2024 that I, I hope to do with the blog is, is give some of the parks a little love and and let people know they exist and why you should go visit yeah absolutely well make sure uh, link in the description it has been for months now so if you haven't seen it yet you need to check it out themeparksbydon.com all right everybody we'll see you next week <laughs>